You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. This week, I'm joined by Lucas from Twitter. His username is at LucasG underscore NYR. So the Rangers are off to a great start this season with points in four of the first five games so far and three straight wins. However, there's been an ongoing issue off the ice with Vitaly Kravtsov, of course. So we're going to talk about that today. Thank you for joining me, Lucas. How are you? I'm doing well. Life is good in Rangers town, man. Yeah, as as much as some people wouldn't agree, I'd say, um, this is a weird start to the season. Like, you know, the first two games, the first game we get destroyed against the Capitals. Ovechkin lights us up for, for two goals, right? They win five to one. The second game, the home opener, lousy start, great second period, a very unfortunate end. We lose in overtime. But since then, Igor Shosturkin has just decided to stand on his freaking head allowing one goal, only one goal in three consecutive games. So great start for him. He just came off that big contract extension that he got. And I think it's well-deserved, even though he's only had like a handful of games in the NHL, like maybe 50 or less coming into the season. And, um, you know, he's he's played well. He's lived up to it so far. So hopefully he keeps going with that. But we're going to talk right away about the Kravtsov situation. So, of course, last episode was recorded the day before new surfaced of him being granted permission to speak with other clubs. So this is the first ice cold takes is is speaking about it on the pod. If you are a listener, frequent listener, and you're often in Twitter spaces, um, you've probably heard me say, voice my opinions on this a bunch. So I'm going to let Lucas take it away. He's going to give his thoughts on the whole situation. So what do you think about that with Kravtsov and Drury and that whole debacle? First off, thanks for having me on. But, um, yeah, you know, wouldn't it be a Ranger season without some off-ice drama? But um, for me, everyone is trying to put the blame on one or the other. And there's blame to go on both sides. I mean, for one, yes. I mean, Jury apparently called out Kratzoff, you know, in front of a team or something. They said you quit on the team, which these are men at this point. I mean, I get that. But he's still a kid. Like, he's in his 20s. You got to be careful what you say to him, especially since I remember a year or two ago, there was something about, you know, or some issues with him in Hartford with a language barrier. So you got to understand he's probably still, you know, adjusting just to the United States. Um, but on Kratzoff's side, at the end of the day, you're professional. You got to act like it. Players have been sent down before. It happened to Heedle two years ago. You're sent down. You got to just suck it up and just know it's going to be temporary. But that's not the sole reason as to why Kratzoff wants out because he wants, he said he's willing to play for an AHL team. And if I'm Kratzoff, since he's drafted eighth overall, when you're drafted eighth or ninth overall, whatever it was, you were expected to be a first or second line forward long-term. Since they drafted him, they drafted two wingers that have higher ceilings than him, signed one of the best wingers in the league and extended their other winger to seven years. So if you're Kratzoff, you're looking at that like, crap, I'm never cracking the top six. I'm here in the – I'm going to be in the bottom six for my whole tenure as a Ranger. So he probably wants, you know, a better opportunity in the league. But also, yes, he probably doesn't like Chris Drury. So for me, I just wish Kratzoff could just act more like professional because not only is he hurting it for the Rangers, like what they'll get in return, 
he's hurting himself because teams are looking at this like, really, this guy can't handle being sent down. So I think it's definitely a mixed uh, – it's a two-way street on what's happened. But I'm more on the side of, you know, Kratzoff should handle it better. I agree with you. I think – yeah, I don't think he's handling it the best way. You're right. He is a kid. Um, but you have to understand that this is like the second time that he hasn't made the roster. And I mean, the first time was just an adventure. I remember that I was very upset because I really liked him and I, I wanted him to make the team out of camp, but um, Michael Haley ended up making it out of camp and over him. If you, if you remember that. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. That's a name. <laughs> yeah. Michael Haley. Um, but yeah, Kravtsov ends up going to Russia plays in the KHL, gets demoted to the VHL or the MHL, whatever their minor league um, version of the AHL is. And, I mean, he had to work his way back. I could understand, like, what you're saying that he wants out because he doesn't, like, he sees a depth chart and he doesn't think he could crack that. But I feel like Drury whether or not he agrees with his selection or not, because there's rumors that like he disapproved of the selection entirely. Um, if you paid attention to what the Rangers did to their scouting department over the off season, the two guys that were responsible for drafting him and probably the guys that were responsible for drafting Leas Anderson in the position he was drafted, they both got fired. Right. So it leads you to ask like, okay, did jury, really not agree with this and I mean it kind of makes sense that he didn't agree with it but I feel like Drury could probably be pushing him he doesn't want him to just say like okay yeah Kreider's better than me and there's nothing I could do to be better than Kreider he probably doesn't want him to do that and I I I respect that um I'm not saying that's what's happening but I feel like that's something that the Rangers organization wants Kravtsov to understand they don't want him to quit yeah, okay, that, that article that was like, okay, the one interaction where Kravtsov and Drury had in the locker room where Kravtsov left Hartford, packed his bags, was like, yeah, uh, you're quitting on your team. Yeah, I guess I get that it doesn't like really... And that's just one side to the story. You don't know right. if Kravtsov said anything to him, piss him off. Right, we don't know, we don't know that either. But I don't think, you, you know, I have a problem with how the Rangers have been drafting forwards for you know they can't draft develop a forward prospect to save their life but i'll get into that maybe jury is the one we have is Kreider. that's the only one we've and he's that's it and he hasn't lived up to his expectations that he had even though he's been good Kreider's been a great ranger but it's just like we know he could be so much more than he he is like we know he could be a 30 goal scorer we've been saying this since like he first cracked the lineup in 2014 exactly We've been saying that, okay, like the way he plays, this is like potential for 30 goals a year. I mean, you factor in how he drives hard to the net, his net front presence on the power play. I mean, getting all those goals on the power play, that's a a lot. I mean, he's one of the best deflectors, if not the best deflector in the league, up Mm -hmm. with like James Van Riemsdyk and Joe Pavelski. But again, going back to Kravtsov, maybe – Drury is pushing him too hard. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, again, to me, I think the thing that's just not getting the most attention, I, I sound like broken record. It's just Kratzoff knows he won't be in the top six. And on top of that, they drafted another winger. So he probably wasn't happy seeing, uh, you know, our first round selection this year. But 
there's definitely never been a good relationship between those two. Um, Because as you mentioned, you know, the two scouts that were part of the Krasov decision were let go. And also there's the whole thing of him not being invited to the camp or whatever. And, you know, he was not like the prospect development thing this year. So, you know, definitely was misled. The road trip or like yeah, the bombing yeah. trip or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know the whole story on that, but I've heard different rumors like, oh yeah, he had an injury or they didn't want him there. I don't know. It was just it was mm. it's kind of kind of weird. But yeah, continue. But he definitely has been rubbed the wrong way so far as a ranger. Because keep in mind, he went to he was like you said, he was in the AHL and then he went to Russia oh. instead of staying the AHL. So there definitely was a lot. There's a lot leading up to this. There, it wasn't just the past three months. It's probably been his whole tenure as a member of the organization hasn't been great, including when his first, you know, NHL goal was taken back as offsides. Yeah, that was – I remember that. That was – I was really <laughs> – Lindy Ruff, man. That was – yeah, good call. I, I That was a – I hated that. I hated when that happened because I was so happy that he scored. It was a nice goal. and But – even though like his actual first NHL goal was good too. Yeah. Like I I don't want to give up on Kravtsov, but it's like he's, day, if he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to he be doesn't here. He doesn't want to be here though. So it's just like, come on. Like, okay, since we got Kako Lafreniere, he has obviously uh, Kravtsov has definitely been the forgotten one. Mm-hmm. Right? But he was one of the first guys that we drafted. He was the first out of those three picks that we had in the first round in 2018 so i mean and we were all pissed we were all pissed that we took him over wallstrom he plays great he plays great in his first season blows wallstrom out of the water in in his d plus one year and now all of a sudden it's like okay yeah now i don't want to be here it's it's upsetting because i like i liked him i think he i thought he could be a good player but now like he had like kuznetsov comparisons and we're like oh crap bring me that Kuznetsov playoff comparisons. Yeah, and Kuznetsov's a great player. Mm. I mean, just make sure that Kravtsov doesn't do cocaine and we're good. And stupid bird celebrations. Yeah, and stupid flying eagle celebrations. Like, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know. The Rangers are expecting – they want to trade him, but they are expecting a high return. They are not accepting anything less than a second-round pick. Like, even if it's just a second-round pick, it's going to be no deal from the Rangers. They want middle six, top six talent. Um, there's been rumors that Dylan... I, they're thinking Dylan Strom, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be pretty good because then you'd have Ryan and Dylan. Um, some people say, like, okay, Dylan Strom is, is like, good. He's a, a high-profile name, but it's not as good as what... Kravtsov should be retrieving mm. in, in a deal. I think Thomas Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle would be a great, a great trade. Cause I mean, we we're going to need to replace Strom. I think if, if he asked for too much money, if he keeps playing the way he did like last year, um, I don't know how, how much cap space the Rangers are going to have. Hopefully the cap hit goes up. Like I'm hoping this, this new TV deal. We need it. We need it. Yeah. We, it sucks because the cap was supposed to go to like 84 million or something like that. The, the year of the lockout, uh, the, the COVID shortened year, and then it stayed flat and that screwed us. It screwed mm-hmm. us. So I'm really hoping we're able to bump that cap hit up the, the, the upper floor. Yeah. The ceiling. Yeah. But, and yeah, on top of you were saying like we could get more for Kratzoff, we could, if 
he didn't want out because when a guy wants out and like is yeah. causing issues, teams see that and that just lowers his value because you know the Rangers could say, all right, he wants out, but he's still a great player. They'll say like, well, now we have some concerns with him with character. So his value has definitely gone down because they're talking about a second round pick for you know a guy that was taken in the top ten like that just a couple years ago. That's yeah, that's exactly it would be pretty much exactly like what Leas Anderson got. Um, I mean, Will Cooley looks like he's gonna be what did we get for Anderson? Second round pick. And we used it to take Will Cooley. And he's looking pretty good. I mean it's still early, still early, but we waited way too long to trade Leas Anderson. We could have had we could have traded Leas Anderson for Jesse Poltyarvi. Think how good of a trade that would have been. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, Puliyarvi decided to stick around in in uh, Edmonton, and he's doing well now. He's he's doing fantastic, actually. Like, he's you could see like on his face, he's really happy. And you know, I mean, I I, I wanted I wanted the Rangers to make that trade back back in like 2019, but I mean, and ultimately they didn't end up doing it, right? But. Again, like if you just settle for a second round pick, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I think the Rangers should hold hold out to see um, if they could get like a Strom or if they could get Jonathan Marchessault or Thomas Hurdle. Those would be they, great players. There's no say. rush to trade him. Yeah, yeah. I I mean the Rangers could definitely use him right now. Definitely with our with our injury yeah. concerns, um, this would be a perfect opportunity for him to play. Um, last night's game against Nashville. We're like, we can't score on the power play. But, I mean, Lafreniere, Heedle, and Sammy Blay look fantastic. I love that line. I think it's great. The only problem is that when Strom and Kako come back, if you decide to keep that line together, it's going to have to be on the third line. Mm, And you don't want Laf on the third line. You don't want Lafreniere on the third line. In a perfect world, Kreider is a third-line winger. But But we can't do that yet. that's a slap really, in the face. He's to still him. in his prime. Kreider yeah. is still in his prime. And he's had a good start to this season. He's had yeah. three goals. Um, hopefully he doesn't go into one of his cold streaks now, now that he hasn't scored in two games. But, you know, hopefully. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. But <laughs> speaking of Kreider, who you said was pretty much like the only forward prospect we've developed for, with the first round pick in like forever. The last mm. Rangers drafted forward to score 60 points was Tony Amante in 1993. So my wow. point is, we suck with making selections in the top 10 or above the 15th overall pick. All right, listen to this. 1999, we had two top 10 picks. Two. Pavel Brendel, fourth overall. Jamie Lundmark, ninth overall. I have no idea who these players are. They didn't pan out. Sucked. 2001, we drafted a goalie, Dan Blackburn, 10th overall. Terrible. I mean, he had some good moments, apparently, but not a good, mm-hmm. tra- not a good pick. 2003, Hugh Jessamine. 12th overall, terrible pick. 2004, Al Montoya, 6th overall, goalie, terrible. 2010, Dylan McElrath, 10th overall. Oh, God. Vladimir Tarasenko, terrible, terrible, horrible, inexcusable, horrible pick. How do you make that that pick? Unbelievable. 2017, Lise Anderson, 7th overall, off the team. 2019, Vitaly Kravtsov, 9th overall. You left out Heedle. Heedle was 21st. I'm talking about... Like top, top 10. 10 or above the yeah. 15th overall pick. We yeah. are absolutely horrendous with making selections, forward selections in, in the top 10. 
Even yeah. top 10 selection, like the Rangers should just trade their top 10 picks. No wonder we didn't have a, a first overall pick or a second overall pick in, in um, like 50 years or whatever. What was mm-hmm. it like the sixties that we last won? We took like Brad Park or something like that. Yeah. Crazy. But I mean, if you can't, we we're fine with defense, defensive prospects, Ben, and then goalie prospects. Pretty much, you could sign me up to be a goalie, and Ben Waller will turn me into the like the greatest specimen to ever touch the face of the earth. He survived how many coaching staffs now? He was there for Quinn, Vigneault, Gallant. Now was he on the Tortorella staff also? Probably. He was probably there for Tom Rennie. Yeah, like, yeah. that was before I even started watching. But like Ben Waller is the goalie whisperer. We've referred to that many, many, many times on this podcast. But I mean, when you go. Up until like for however many years, what is that? Twenty eight years without drafting one forward prospect in the first round to score sixty points, like there's something wrong there. Yeah, arguably the best forward we've ever drafted was Kovalev at fifteenth overall in ninety one. I mean, he turned out to be a great player. I mean, you could argue that his best years weren't for us, but like when he was playing for us. He was really damn good in the 90s. Like, you look at his stats and stuff. He was on the 94 Cup team. He's a great player. But, I mean, I think someone in the Rangers organization has to realize that, you know, whatever they're doing with their forwards is not working because we haven't drafted one. We've only acquired great forwards. Panarin, Yager, Marion Gabrick. We haven't developed them. Zavanajad. Okay, yeah, he's a center. But, again, or, yeah, yeah, forward, I said. But, again... We acquired all those guys. And then the Rangers just make the best draft choices with their later picks. Ryan Callahan, fourth fourth round pick. Carl Baggins, later round pick. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's maybe it has That's like how the – I mean, that's honestly – that just reminds me of, you know, in football, the Patriots. If you look at the Patriots' first round picks, they're never the ones that pan out. It's the undrafted and late round picks that Belichick – you know, turns into studs. I mean, Nikhil Harry was a first-round pick a couple years ago uh, for the Patriots in the NFL, and he's done nothing. They drafted Tom Brady in, like, I don't even know what round. It well, was. It was round six. Yeah, and Look at that. undoubtedly the, the greatest quarterback ever, and I hate admitting that because I'm a Jets fan. I'm and, a Jets fan, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pain. <laughs> I always hated him, but then, like, you know, he's earned my respect, honestly. So you know, he, good. He made but every like, Pats fan cry for a week when he left them. So I respect him for that because he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Patriots were like, had been good for as long as I've been alive. Yep. Like even longer, pretty much. Um, but yeah, again, like, um, I don't know what it is with, with how the Rangers with assess their farm situation with forwards. It, something is off it's it's bad like the, the defensemen are just so much better they're so much better at developing defensemen than they are forwards yeah and it's it's really it's like a head scratcher I, I can understand goalies because you have Benoit Lair and he's like the best coach the best goalie coach out there and then defensemen and then when you compare it to forwards it's just unbelievable like no success whatsoever okay yeah we had Miller who developed for another team we had um, he was good for like one year for us. He got to like 50 points and then we just threw him in the McDonough trade for no reason. Right. Yeah. 
we we lost him for for not Brett Howden. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, exactly for Brett Howden, and he didn't turn out well. Brett Howden, Nemesnikov. Oh my God, out. I forgot yep. about him. Yep. Who were some of the other forwards that we drafted? Um, we drafted. That one was pretty good for us, actually. But he was a second rounder, or he yep. wasn't a first rounder. I'm looking up right now. What round is Zook? He was undrafted. Oh, he, he, oh was wow! Undrafted I did not know. Free agent, yes. Dan right. undrafted free agent. The Rangers were kings at that. Undrafted, wow. late round picks. They were just like the Red Wings with with um uh, with with picks like that. Yeah. Drafting yeah. late. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, that Macklewath over Tarasenko hurts. Yeah, that was that was that was horrible. That's that's a colossal fa- failure on the organization. That's just, oh, oh my God. Imagine, that's, that's just, that's imagine Tarasenko on that 2014 or 2015 playoff team. Ugh. Yeah, dude, that would be insane. Insane. Most of our first rounders we, we used on like, on, um, on defensemen. Um, and then there was, all, there's, there's that four or five year period where we traded all of them. Saying, yeah, 12, 2012 to 2017. Um, Sanguinetti we picked with uh, first rounder. Delzato we got with the first round. Yeah, Cheripanov, he probably would have been a good player. Unfortunate for him. Uh, we drafted Kreider in 2009. When did JT Miller go? 2011 was JT was Miller. Dead. Then we did Brady Shea, and that was our last first rounder until 2017 where we had two, and we took Anderson and Hedl. Yeah. But yeah, the Rangers just they they couldn't they can't develop a forward prospect to save their lives with the first round pick and it's really really unfortunate um i am hoping i'm hoping lafreniere and Papokako prove me wrong and there's no way they mess up both of these <laughs> there's yeah, no way they screw yeah. both of their developments lafreniere is looking good after a slow start i must say that since the montreal like the montreal game he's looked good yeah, good. I mean, I think having him with another Canadian, uh, Sammy Blay, really helps out. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but Blay is looking really nice. What do you think about that? I know you. I know you feel strongly about the Buchnevich and Sammy Blay trade. So, I'm a big believer that as much as I love Booch, and I think yes, maybe the better option would have been to hold off till the deadline and get more. I still you, think you that say, you say you think signing him to like one year deal, like a, a bridge, a bridge deal. deal, but at the same deal. time, I don't think he would have accepted that. He would have said, no, commit to me now or commit to See, you. Later. I agree with you. I think he, I don't think he would have accepted that because he had just gotten a bridge deal. And then there's some people saying like, okay, well, some people were saying like, yes, he would have. I mean, if you, if you load up the contract, maybe one year, $7 million. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with the boots trade, I mean, I tell people all the time, I just don't think 
when people when I say we can't afford him and we don't have room for him, it's just you're not gonna put they're not you know they're not gonna put Kreider in the bottom six. So I don't want to see Kako or Lafreniere, two guys that are supposed to be the face of our franchise for the next 15 years, in the bottom six. And we, especially when they're taking first and second overall. And with Buchnevich, it was just he was the, I loved him, but he was the odd man out. And yes, you could complain about the return, but I tell people not only can we not afford him. We just couldn't afford him long term because, all right, he signed a five point eight million dollar deal for four years. That's what it was. When that's up, you'd probably want more. And I still believe he would want more from New York because that's just a thing in New York sports. They want more from a New York team because you know, five point eight million in New York is not five point eight million in Missouri because New York taxes on athletes uh, that make millions of dollars are pretty crazy. So I just don't. I agree with trading him. The return, you know, I'll always be pretty upset about, even though I'm loving Sammy Blay so far. Yeah, I have I can't complain like at all about Sammy Blay. The only besides thing, the penalties. Besides that's that's it. That's the only thing I'd say that that I have a critique on for him. Like he looks good handling the puck. He looks comfortable out there. He lays mm-hmm. the body. Like you saw his hands last night on that goal to to Lafreniere. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't know he could do that. Yeah, we just some of his penalties are like give me yeah. Flashbacks to Benyapulia. Uh yeah, yeah. They're 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 head scratching penalties, like for sure, for sure. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, you know, I was upset too that that they traded Buchnevich. Um, but yeah, I, I I think a lot of people are pissed off at the return. It's a it's a terrible, terrible like way of asset management. It's a like yeah. they completely dropped the ball with that, just like they dropped the ball with the crab saw thing, but because they made it known think, that they were trying the to trade bl- Booch. I don't. What was that? Because they made it known that, like, because there were uh, reports that Jory was trying to trade him for like a month or two, and yeah. when teams say that, they're like, "This is the best offer you're yeah. gonna get because he's those, not gonna be on the opening day roster." Those rumors were like after the fact. They they were like, "Yeah, these were these. He's been trying to trade him for a while now. Like, like he should have been subtle about it because if like he says, "Hey, you want Booch?" Like they're like, "Oh crap, we can get a top winger," and they would give you know a one and play and probably another prospect. The Rangers tend to keep things close to the vest, and I don't know. Maybe it's loosening up with with Drury, um, but I don't think all the blame should go on him. I think yeah. you, you see those memes like. I think, yeah, it's funny. Honestly, like we went back in time and we saw like, Drury, misses. Drury, Drury misses, like an old tweet from like 2009 or 2010 from the Rangers. Drury misses. That's it. That's it. It's funny, but I believe he gets too much slander. Like, I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, he hasn't done a, he hasn't done. You can't compare Drury to Jeff Gordon. It's just not because, it's been because Jeff five Gordon months. did such a damn good job. And I was so pissed that they let him go. Yeah. Like, and John, and you know Davidson. what's even worse? No team has picked him up yet. No team. Really? No team. He's he's just sitting there, sitting on the sideline. Does he? Maybe he doesn't want to be because he was like covering the draft. But huh? That's actually because yeah. I know Davidson. He went back to Columbus. Yeah, and good for him. I mean, I felt bad for him because he wanted to be with the Rangers. Like, he literally got choked up his press conference, and then you have James Nolan a year later. Yeah, get the hell out. Right. Exactly. And you know, uh, that's that's what. That's what I, I don't understand. But, like, I don't think all the blame should fall on Drury's shoulders. I think it should – I think a lot of it should go to James Dolan and um, Glenn Sather, too. Glenn Sather is – he's not, like, in charge of the Rangers anymore, but, like, 
he's can, still the conspiracy somewhat. theory is he is the conspiracy theory is he is and that he's still pulling the strings like behind the scenes with palpatine with <laughs> he's palpatine <laughs> right exactly like i mean he's I still know, like an advisor to yeah he, that's his role he's an advisor to like uh, to jury i guess pretty much and no I he's think, an advisor to uh dolan to dolan yeah to dolan. so he's like manip- he could be like manipulating dolan basically <laughs> he's like the messenger in between like dolan's telling him what to do or whatever yeah what dolan needs to do is exactly what he did when the rangers were winning stay out of it exactly please get a team pre- don't get, it, get a team president don't we make your champion right, we have the right coach we have the right coach i i i'm I like Gallant. I think he was the, probably the best hire. Um, it was, an, it, I mean, to me, it's a slam dunk decision to sign Gallant over yeah, yeah. over whoever else was available. I mean, I love Tortorella. I think he would have done all right too. But the thing is, like, would he make everybody, you know, love him? There'd be people that hate him. Shelter in the defensive zone. Like, would he make everyone a defensive player and have no offensive threats? And then, you know, Fox is not putting up like fifty points anymore. Right. That's. Yeah, that's what you you want to worry about. I mean, I am happy that we were able to hold down leads so far. We we've been able to you know hang on to a late lead, right? Mm-hmm. So Montreal, we held on to the lead, and then Nashville Last under night. David Quinn. Yeah, more times than not, it would be a shootout, like a high scoring game, like four to three, and then we give up the tying goal in the last <laughs> minute, and I'd be pissed. Yep. Now it's looking it's looking pretty good. I, I I like that. I like that we're more defensively responsible. What I would like to see is, I consider us I still consider us rebuilders, and I consider us rebuilders until Lafreniere. That and when Lafreniere and Kako are consistent, yeah, they get once they break out or become consistent and reliable. Um, that's when the rebuild is over for me. But I would like to see. I would like to see some of the younger players play the last minute of the game. Like, obviously, you got to earn it, but like, if Nils Lundqvist is having a great game, throw him out there in the in the end. If it's a one goal game, throw him out there. See what he could do. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like, but I I noticed what he had like McKeg out there. I think he just wants to go with the guys that are physical and just defensive. Like yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't want. You know, I guess his big fear is like Lafreniere might get the puck and try stick handling out of the zone, which you don't want to do. Like he knows Greg McKegg won't do that, which I'm not saying mm-hmm. Lafreniere will do that. Just, you know, McKegg has just been in those situations more in his career. Right. I would, the, the like development side, I would put Kako out there in the end of the game because he could be more of a defensive, uh, defensive forward. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I was, he obviously didn't play last night, so. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, like in the future, in the exactly. Future. Like when he comes back, when he comes back, um, I want Kako like playing penalty killing time because hmm. he could be good. He could, I think he's a good defensive forward. I think he could yeah. be a great defensive. He forward. got bigger in the offseason. Yeah, he he has definitely gained a lot of muscle since he came to the Rangers when he was first drafted, for sure. And you know that's good, good on him. Um, I want to keep seeing that, uh, but. Yeah, throw him out on the penalty kill. Lafreniere needs power play time. He looked pretty good last night. I mean, our power play he sucked. Looked but great. I mean, they had a lot of chances on the power play. I know there's a lot of concern, like, how they're not producing. Which, yes, when you're, what, was it, like, two for 22, there is reasons to be annoyed. But it's not like 
they're not getting chances. They had five posts last night. And in hockey, the close chances that you miss early in the season tend to translate into results later in the season when you're in a playoff push. Mm. So you can be annoyed at the power play now, but in the long run, I'm personally, I'm not super concerned. Like this is an issue we need to fix because again, it has been five games. It's a new system. So, you know, it takes time to learn and adjust to it. And it's also, uh, you know, again, young guys learning. They have, some, they have some injuries last night. You know, they don't have their full strength roster right now. So it's a lot of adjusting still going on. Yeah, definitely. Last night was like, I mean, they were doing a lot of good things, but there was a couple bad things that they did. Like Zavanna yeah. and Panarin made a real, really bad passes on that one, one of those power plays in the second period. And it was just like, yeah, you can't be doing that. Like that's bad. <laughs> Then there was like, okay, Zabanjad hit a couple posts in the second period. A couple? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Lafreniere had had the two chances or whatever. Um, there was one chance where uh, he got tripped up in the slot and like he was go- going to his backhander. And that was, I thought it was going to be a goal. Yeah. It was like the, he had like room on the, on the, the far side or the, the short side. Yes. He was on his backhand, but. I mean, I think that that would have been uh, a goal there. Um, but this isn't like John Tortorella's struggling version of power play. Like mm-hmm. this is this is. I mean, we were able to enter the zone under like Torts. We were not able to enter the zone. It yeah. was just like two that minutes just retrieving the puck. Um, but yeah, I think I think the results are going to come eventually. Hopefully, um, stop hitting the post. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah, really. you got to keep in mind, like, their star players, like Panarin and Zabanajad, they're not even, like, right, like hot right now. Panarin, like, he's played well, but he has three points in five games. He's not even at his, you know, point per game self, which we know he will be at some he's point. Definitely so they're still off. getting going. Yeah. Panarin is definitely off to a slow start this season. But, you know, it's uh, not something you're concerned about. No, I'm not know. concerned. It's about not Zabanajad slow start level from last year. Nah. At least yet. Nah. Panarin's a, Panarin's a, a great player. He, he'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's not like he's not scoring points. Like, he's still no, making he's... plays. He's just not making – he's just not perfect all the time is, mm-hmm. is basically what, what's going on. And – we don't need him to be perfect all the time. It's it's nice to see, of course, but like, I don't have a problem with it, with him making a mistake every now and then. Um, but he's a great player, and he'll figure it out. That's what superstars do. They they get the goals. They 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 find a way. Like then that overtime game, they found the way to win. Even though yep. even though Shesterk, they shouldn't have won that game. They definitely shouldn't have won that game. Yeah, that <laughs> could have usually been like a five-one game. game. Yeah, Shesterkin, Shesterkin stole that for us. Definitely stole it for us. And he played great again last night, too. Um, but, yeah, uh, hopefully the Rangers' power play starts to click. And uh, hopefully hopefully the Kravtsov situation, like, they, they figure something out with that. Because uh, it, it's just a bummer. It, you know, before the season even started, I was, just, like, really depressed. I was like, damn, I feel so bad for him. And... At the same time, I'm like, damn, why is he doing this? Why is he not just, you know, sucking it up and going down? I mean, it's it's tough for him. He's a kid. But hmm. Yeah, that you're a professional guy. I mean, you got to yeah. act like it. Yeah. I mean, he – yeah, I hope he's able to play. I hope he turns into be, to be a good player. 
but I hope like the off ice drama just stops. I, I just want to see the, the team play. I think, you know, right now they're entertaining. They're, they're mm-hmm. fun to watch right now. Like you um, feel good about the team. Like start of last year, we're like, yeah. oh crap. Like, but like, I woke up today. I'm like, we're three, one and one. Right. Yeah. We're, we're like, I think we're a point behind first right now behind Carolina, mm-hmm. or we might be tied with them for first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I mean, right now, Things are looking up. We're, we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. Uh, pretty soon, hopefully, Stroman, uh, Kako come back. Uh, Kako was skating yesterday, so that's a good sign. And yeah. Stro- Strom was COVID, so what is it? It's like 10, 14 days, so. COVID protocol, yeah. I assume yeah. next, like early next week, probably. I think, yeah, I think next week we might have both of them back. Yeah. If, if not, like, like, maybe the end of next week, I think. Yeah, depending on the schedule of the games. But yeah, I think I think uh good start to the season so far. We're definitely like of course we're shorthanded, but we're somehow finding a way to, to make it work. We're struggling for offense. That's why Gallant put Panarin with uh Zabanajad, right? Um usually that doesn't happen. Usually they're on separate lines, but you know, you now you're just pressed for offense, so you now you need to get what you can going. So put Lafreniere, Heedle, and Blay on the line. And then they scored both of your goals yesterday, which is fantastic. So yep. roll with them. Roll with them. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, I, I we all want to see, like, Blay, Heedle, and Laf play together more. But at the same time, you just – you can't do that unless, you know – Kreider goes to third line, but we're just not at that point yet. Right, right. When when everybody's full strength, yeah, we yep. can't keep it like that. But I think for now, it's this is good. Lafreniere, Heedle, and, and uh, Sammy Blood. No that, doubt. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we wrap it up? Um, you know, just follow my Twitter, uh, you know, LucasG underscore NYR. And you follow my – I have an Instagram page for hockey, football, baseball. It's uh, no underscores or spaces at everything NFL and NHL. So that's all I gotta say. Uh thanks for having me on and yeah. Go Rangers. I feel I feel good about this team. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Good talk. Uh yep. definitely a good start to the season for the Rangers. Hopefully they keep it rolling. Let's yep. go. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at the Boys Blue 94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.